Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Picture this, Matt. Mm. I'm rolling up to a red light in my car. Okay. I see a car next to me, a convertible, with a bunch of hot college girls in the car. Okay. They're valley girls, just like in an 80s movie, right? Right. They're very popular here in Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) My windows are down because it's nice out, and my music is blasting, and my playlist is going. The next thing you know, the next song that comes on is the theme from Webster. Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> it's not exactly how you pick up girls. I don't know. I've used that one a couple of times. <laughs> but, like, that is my playlist in my car. Yeah, I mean, I've been in your car. I've heard this playlist. It is 5,000 songs long and no set theme whatsoever. It will be Webster after, like, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> it's just really bizarre. Those are the songs that I listened to growing up more than... I'd say even regular music. Right, totally. Same here. Like, I didn't actually, like, introduce myself to real music until I was, I don't know, 35? (laughs) The songs from TV shows are, like, so embedded in our brains. Everybody knows all the lyrics. You can ask anybody, oh, you know, what was the lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song? Everybody knows all the words, and you can start singing it with them. That's totally true. And I've kind of been pestering you a little bit because I've been wanting to do a show about TV theme songs. Yep, it's been on your uh, your list for a few months now. Really yeah. passionate about this subject. I know. I, I guess it's just because it's a subject that I'm very familiar with. So tonight on the Purple Stuff podcast, episode... 27. 27? Oh my God. <laughs> 27 sounds so many. We're going to cover TV theme songs tonight. Oh. In tonight's show, we're not going to be necessarily bringing up TV themes that are the best of all time. No. Just ones that kind of meant something to us. Right. This is to cover our asses because (laughs) just like think about what would happen if we said these were the 12 best TV themes ever. Oh, could you forget the Golden Girls theme? (laughs) We like all the same shows that you guys do. (laughs) Yeah. It's just some shows had better songs, but they're not necessarily songs or shows we feel like talking about tonight. The ones that we're going to talk about tonight are the ones that we have things to explain to people or to bring up or to tell a story about. Yeah. And since you've gone the last couple times uh, first. I really didn't want to go first. You can go first, second, and third. (coughs) Sorry. You got to cut this out. (coughs) I got a bad cough. I think it uh, adds a little flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Number one.
So that was the futuristic sound of the X-Men theme song from the animated series in 1992. Wow, I didn't think you'd bring that one up first. Yeah, I got a curveball. Got to start out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> but as a kid, that song always sounded very like almost like it was played on a guitar, which I know it wasn't, but I wanted it to be. Right. I first heard that song when the X-Men cartoon premiered in 1992 uh, with Night of the Sentinels. It was a two-part episode sneak preview, and it was on October 31st of 1992. You know, what's funny is that, if I recall correctly, you also saw the two-part 1992 sneak preview Batman the Animated Series. You're correct. We it's were... like, that was your hobby, was to watch the, the <laughs> double episode premieres of cartoons. I wish there was more of them. Yeah. yeah. The idea of this, bringing this up, is sort of a cheat, because I love the theme song so much that it makes me wonder if it was just because... I was comparing it to what we had before, uh, previous to 1992. In 1989, there was a show called Pride of the X-Men. It was an X-Men pilot that came out. Right. It was a little video that you could rent. Yeah, it was like a half-hour pilot that was supposed to start off a new X-Men series, but it didn't get picked up. So the theme song to that, it, it had its charm, but compared to this new theme, it was kind of atrocious. Right. There's a big discussion online about the lyrics to that song because... What, the Pride of the X-Men version? Yeah, it's supposed this, to go... the, the one you're talking about doesn't have lyrics. Right, that's just like a... Um, it's just like an instrumental version. Right. But the, the idea is that the Pride of the X-Men one is so cheesy that it makes the X-Men 1992 version seem so awesome in comparison. Right. You know? And uh, so the one from Pride of the X-Men, you can see for yourself, but there's a line where... Uh, it's supposed to say X-Men saves the day, but a lot of people say that's not what they're saying. So that's a whole, like, controversy. But well, what do they think? What do, what do they well, It's supposed to go X-Men, X-Men saves the day, but I don't know what they're saying because it's never been proven if he actually says it saves the day or not. And <laughs> so, but there's... Wait a minute. You mean, you're not going to tell me what the other candidates for the line are? I don't know. It could be like wins the day or... I'm listening. Just the day. We're staying know. with this. I don't care what else you have to bring up. We're on this subject now. Okay. Let me listen. Seizes the day. Seizes the day. Yeah, the old Carpe Diem mug comes oh, so, to life in the X-Men intro. So after all these years, you figure that out in one listen. Well, obviously it's not Seizes the Day. What kind of weird line is Hold on. It's saying Seizes the Day. Seize the day. X-Men, X-Men, seizes the day, seizes the day. <laughs> All right, well, we figured that out. We'll put that one to bed. All right, awesome. Anyway, the, the theme from 92. Yeah, theme from 92, getting back on track. I figured I'd kick off with X-Men because I'm really excited for X-Men Apocalypse coming out very soon. Well, and I take it you haven't read any of the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I try I try not to. Oh my god. I mean, I'm excited too. We're going to yeah. see it together, but yeah. you know, one paragraph of virtually any review online is like, you fucking asshole. Don't but, just turn around. Don't even think about it. But if we go into that theater and it starts out X-Men, X-Men seizes the day. Oh my god. <laughs> Instant 10 out of 10. We could leave and go play the fucking crane claw machines. We could go play the X-Men uh, 8 player arcade game. <laughs> Uh. 
number two. One of my favorite TV themes is the Facts of Life song. Facts of Life is classic. Yeah, but I'm specifically talking about the one they started using in season seven, mm-hmm. which I think would have been 1985. Yeah, yeah 85, 86, I think. Right? Yeah, which totally makes sense because it sounds like the anthem of the 80s. It really, yeah. Electro synth pop madness with a generous dose of tootie. <laughs> Although what gets me is like it just the sound of it is just it almost like sounds like a country song. Ah, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. It sounds more to me like uh, what's her face? Who sung that song? Tammy Wynette. Not Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> you keep me hanging on. Who did the remake of that song? Um, Kim. Kim. Kim something or other. Kim something. They pulled the the music bed from one of her songs, and then they put your country singer on top of it. Yeah, I could see that. I just think she was, like, overdoing it with the accent. They make her sound a little bit more like a robot. There's always a reverb. and. Wait, am I listening to the right song? She Facts sounds like of a... Life seasons. She, sound like... she sounds like a robot? Well, it's not that she sounds like a robot. It's that she is overproduced in that 80s fashion. Okay, Facts of Life, season seven. Right. Theme song, which I listened to, like, ten times before the show but uh this is she doesn't sound like a robot in this not robot robot robotized ro- ro- robo- robo- robotized robotized <laughs> i still think she sounds like it's like dolly parton are you hearing it now <laughs> yeah i'll oh. tell you that blair what a looker i loved blair i was yeah. more of a joe guy though i have to admit you were a joe guy i was and i still am so this also, as you're seeing now in the YouTube video, I'm sure, yeah. marked the departure from Edna's Edibles yes. to that fucking awesome Spencer's ripoff they used yeah. to work at. Yep. Was over a- our heads. Oh, that's it. I was going to say off the wall. Yeah, you're right. Six seasons of Finger on the Pulse episodes about romance and teen issues and runaways and broken homes. And then from out of nowhere, the whole show is just about Joe and Blair trying to sell inflatable flamingos. <laughs> like, the best. I love that. I don't know if it's so much that I love the season seven song or the fact that I see bits and pieces of that Spencer's ripoff. We can't get away from Mackenzie Aston. Oh, I'll God, tell he's you. Back. He's, he's right. He's back again. Yeah, Garbage Pill Kids the movie. Yeah. The facts of life. And your dreams. And my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was one song I always felt like, it's like you knew it. Everybody knows the lyrics to this song, and it's so popular till this day. Yeah. But I just, I don't have a connection to the song, because I just felt like it was a little bit too country for me. Like, See, there's I a, just, cu- there's I like just, a... Let me, can I listen to the song? There's a weird, like, country twang to her voice. Like, instead of saying time, she's like, Tam. Let me see if and you're like, right. Let me see yeah, if you're right. All right, I mean, I'm hearing it, but I still think I'm right. Like, this is, if you listen to the theme from, like, let's say, season three, mm-hmm. this is such an 80s up version of it. Oh, yeah, the, the production value. God, I'm yelling because I'm playing the fucking video in my ear. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. The, the production value is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's my my yeah. pick. It didn't seem to go over very well. <laughs> I think we should just just say Tootie a bunch of times, and then we'll <laughs> be all right. Tootie. 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 Number three. So my next pick is uh, a modern song because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we're throwing in a lot of classics here and we got to mix it up. Okay. This one is from a 2014 show on the El Rey Network and also on Netflix. So uh, have you seen From Dust Till Dawn, the TV series, Matt? I've, I've seen the movie. Actually, yeah, so- that's a lie. I haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, the theme song is actually from the movie. Uh, and then it's just re-recorded. And you might know it because there's a famous scene where Salma Hayek in the movie does this snake dance at the Titty Twister bar in the original. And uh, that's the song playing. You say that you say, you're saying everything so matter-of-factly. <laughs> like, okay. Well, there's. I, I forgot you didn't see it. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Salma Hayek dresses like a snake at a <laughs> at the titty tent? What the, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> All right, so out in the middle of, like, nowhere, in the middle of, I think they're in Mexico, there's a bar. It's like a biker bar. Mm-hmm. It's called the Titty Twister. <laughs> okay. It's basically a strip club, and there's, you know, adult beverages served, and Salma Hayek is dancing with a large snake on her, uh, around her neck. Okay. And the song playing is what they used for the From Dust Till Dawn TV series, but it's just a revamped version in the new series. Gotcha. So you had mentioned the country twang in the Facts of Life theme. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is really swampy and country. See, I know, like, I know what you mean by that, but I feel like it's more Spanish-oriented than anything. I wonder if you could say that. Yeah, I could say that. Okay, good. Oh, Spanish? I mean? <laughs> joking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because Robert Rodriguez, the... The guy with the hat, right? Yeah, he yeah. wears a hat sometimes, yeah. So, you know, cowboy director, cowboy song. I'm right. Well, I mean, yeah, there's they wear cowboy hats in this. Sure. Yeah. It's good, though. You're right. I mean, it's edgy and dark still. Yeah, I just think it fits so well. But when I heard the revamped version, I'm like, man, this is so good. Number four. That was the theme song to the old Transformers cartoon. Awesome. But again, I'm being really specific on this. I mean the version they started using in season three after the movie. Yeah, so cool. And I have to thank you for that. Is this the first time you've heard it? You know what? I mean, I'm sure I've heard it when I was a kid. But I mean, in modern times, 
I wouldn't even have remembered that that version existed. So uh, I'm sure I'm going to be adding that to my playlist. Right. Well, I think a lot of people uh, around our age probably only really know the the original theme, which is way more famous and probably much more beloved. Mm -hmm. But this one is all like dark and clubby. Sounds like a mix of Depeche Mode and Devo. Yeah, it really does. I was thinking like what you said also mixed with a little bit of the Queen Flash Gordon soundtrack. You know, it's it's all over the place, but it's so cool. Right. And then throw in a little bit of an 80s horror movie soundtrack. Right. It's like it's yeah. spooky, right? Yeah, there's a weird it's a lot of elements going on. I think it's like a hidden gem. You probably didn't watch the cartoon at that point. After. Yeah, I, I only watched like the first season. And right, I, I think like, most people did. Yeah. And therefore, they don't know that season three is like totally fucking insane. Yeah, they brought back Optimus, right? Well, the first two seasons, the ones that you know, yeah. there's, it's basically like G.I. Joe with robots, you know, mm -hmm. more or less, right? Mm -hmm. And starting in season three, like, it's just so dark and depressing. Like, instead of Optimus trying to stop Megatron from like uh, blowing up an oil rig, you had 10 robots turning into a giant lion robot and then sitting down on a comet to talk about like existentialism with an Autobot who was half dinosaur and like half space shuttle. <laughs> it's like just completely cracked out weird stuff, but it was so good. That was in a, their experimental phase at the, you know, G1, right? Right, right. It was like when an artist does that experimental fifth yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> like Optimus comes out with like a, a mohawk and a bedazzled jacket. <laughs> bedazzled uh, Joker jacket. Oh, God, I love that jacket. I can't recommend to people like enough to heed your pick right here this is such a great pick right and i'm excited that you brought it to my attention because not often do people come to me with something that i hadn't heard in terms of like tv themes well i'm gonna blow your mind okay if you look up the season three ending credits uh-huh you'll get the same song instrumentally oh i heard it actually it's... oh you did so good tell me that didn't rock your world and change your life it did it really did i and this is like before i was saying like i could use x-men while i'm walking to the mall this transformers the instrumental version like more so that's like when you're getting ready to go out transformers yeah. season three theme song doing your hair to the beat of the music kind of thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that in the background <laughs> yeah yeah it's a very sexy robot song. I wonder if, like, you know, if you're at a gentleman's club, mm -hmm. can you request the Transformers <laughs> Season 3 theme song? Because <laughs> that could that would go over big, I feel. That's, that's a movie scene right there. <laughs> Number five. So that was the Dallas theme song. <laughs> not many people really understand my obsession with Dallas. All right. I know. I, I just have to ask again about yeah. Dallas and you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I obviously do know about your Dallas obsession. I've known, <laughs> I've known this for quite some time, and I still don't get it. I'm older than you, and I feel like Dallas is five years too old for me. Like, well, how the fuck did you watch this as a two-year-old baby? First, you're not, you're only a year older than me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I tell you. <laughs> no, um, some people call it a weird obsession. It's not weird to me because I grew up with it. When I was a little kid, you know, I used to watch it not only with my family, but we would have like neighbors over and like every female that I knew would be hanging out watching the show with us. So it was like, my si I can't believe that this is somehow another story about you <laughs> and the fairer sex. Yeah, like my sister's friends would be there, you know, who I had crushes on and, oh. you know, the neighbor girl who was quite attractive and I got wrapped up in it. And it was like, wound up being this crazy thing because I seen every episode, got everything on DVD. I'm really obsessive with it. And I think you have a couple of autographs too, right? Yeah, I, I met the the cast, but and even before uh, Larry Hagman passed away, uh, it's just been like a lifelong thing. And and but one thing to remember, people listening are like, well, what what is he talking about? He's crazy. But back then, when we were growing up, you know how people are like now they obsess over stuff like Jessica Jones on Netflix or Daredevil. Then you got HBO shows, you got like um, Sopranos and things like that. Right. This was even bigger because the whole country was watching it. It wasn't like a segmented audience who subscribed to that channel. Right. And plus there wasn't like 55 different shows competing. Right. And there wasn't DVR and there mm -hmm. wasn't an internet. So like when you had a show like that, yeah, it was this epic show. And when stuff happened where, you know, everyone talks about who shot JR and they used to do these gimmicks where they'd pull people back in. They have cliffhangers and everybody would talk about it and they were very serious about it. People were really, really into it. Like they believed that this stuff was happening, you know? <laughs> so, well, I mean, I don't know if I go that far, but they were certainly invested in what was yeah. going on. Yeah, exactly. So um, that was one of my big favorite shows when I was a kid. And then it continued all the way. It ran for 14 seasons. 14 so, seasons. Yeah. Can you believe it? The intro was this iconic credits scene where like there's shots of the Dallas landmarks and there's like footage moving across the screen of the different actors. The song was composed by uh, Gerald Immel. Right. Yeah, he, you know him because he I do know him. No, he also created the season three theme song for Walker, Texas Ranger, which I know you have a soft spot. For. <laughs> I really, I mean, like the difference in themes between two and three on that show, <laughs> night and day. Oh, what's his What's his theme? Chris Chris Hamill. <laughs> what Gerald Immel? Right, right. Oh, I love yeah. him. He's yeah. he's my favorite conductor. <laughs> now can i just say something about this theme yeah you know you've been on my case for at least one of mine tonight yeah. so to me this is a good song but it also sounds like something bob barker could run through on like a showcase <laughs> showdown like this will play under the prize list <laughs> this is this is so much more epic than that it's I on a different know. level yeah, i'm gonna if Do i could like play the music right now i'd prove it to you <laughs> You can play it again. All right, hold on. I'm going to find it. <laughs> it. It's just like, I think most of really when it comes down to it. I'm going to have to hold my um, my headset around so you can hear it too. Okay. All right. So are you, are you hearing this? Yeah. Okay. First, you'll get this brand new dinette set. <laughs> 
It'll go great with your full new uh, kitchen table. And then if you look over here, a new car. <laughs> Are you telling me that this isn't lining the fuck up? No, it's it's absolutely not. It's not. There's a, you're not talking about oil tycoons. But, I mean, come on. The the reason why I like the show, let's be honest here, because you had Victoria Principal and all these hotties on Dallas, mm -hmm. and that's why I loved it. And J.R. Ewing was badass. I've never seen a single episode. I don't know what the show is about. If I glued your eyes open and made you watch the first season, you would be so hooked. I'm sure I would. Yeah. I mean... From what I've seen on like those old VH1 shows, there are a lot of big gaudy rings on the show, and you know I'm a fucking sucker for big gaudy rings. <laughs> Number six. was the theme to amen ha! i knew it <laughs> ah. <laughs> shine on me jay shine on me i have to say before you get into it mm. i have never met a bigger fan of amen than you yeah i mean i i guess this one just flew under the radar it was uh it was smart it was sophisticated and it was uh it was pretty edgy yeah and Sherman Helmsley is your idol. <laughs> it was none of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. Why. I mean, the thing was, it was on, like, Saturday night. So, yeah. like, what the fuck else do you watch? <laughs> it's like, all right, I guess this is on. And lo and behold, I became a huge, huge fan. Yeah. So I guess you could call it, like, the post-Jefferson's vehicle for a Sherman Hemsley. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Hemsley? Helmsley. Like no, Hunter, no, it's, it's, it's Hemsley. Hemsley. He, there's no L. No, I think it's Helmsley. Like the spelling is H E M S L E Y. Herman Herman Helms Herman Herman. Let's just Helms call him Sherman H. Just a Sher Sherman H. The Shermanator. Yeah, Sherman H. He played like an apathetic deacon, which is why the song is all like churchy. You're right, Hemsley. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it's Hemsley. Well, I always call him Helmsley, but I have a bad track record. For <laughs> well, I mean, it's like if we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a road we don't want to head back down. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So he plays a deacon or whatever. Yeah, he's right? a deacon. That's why it's a churchy song. And the theme is called Shine On Me. Yeah. And it's so good and it's so energizing that you'd swear it was like a real song that they just licensed. Well, it is a real song. It's not. No, it is. It's a gospel song. It's not, though. No. How could it, If it was a famous gospel song, how come it doesn't have a Wikipedia entry of its own? Um, I'm going to tell you it's an actual song. It definitely is. It's Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Oh, I'm, of course. I mean, I know that. That's on, <laughs> that's on the fucking site. But I'm saying that she recorded it for this show. Uh, I, I mean, we can take that to, to you know, a little. No one's going to look this up. No one is going to look this one up. No one cares. You know, no. they're just like their fingers are already on the button scrolling <laughs> to the next section. I can say whatever the fuck I want now. <laughs> All right. Jeez. I mean, did you watch the show back in the day? When it was on uh, on reruns, I did. I loved it at the time, but like when I watch it in reruns now, I'm like struck by the fact that I probably spend more on coffee in a week than they spend on an episode of that show. 
It's like 30 minutes. And the only two sets are like that little church office yeah. and Sherman's living room. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you get. I have to be honest. Though. I mean, most people don't know this about you. And, and I, I hope I'm not calling you out. But mm. when you hear this song, like when I'm with you, if, if this somehow comes on or or if someone brings up the show in, mm -hmm. in conversation, like you start clapping, like in, you're in your own little world and you can't <sighs> stop. It's like, well, it's like you become this animated guy like no one has ever seen. Yeah. And like, it's like you're in a, a church, like clapping along with like gospel music. I don't know what it is or what's in my head, but when I hear it, I need to move. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of, I'm not going to say plagiarism or anything, but this song is very reminiscent of a Huey Lewis song. Are you kidding? Yeah, in my opinion, yeah, IMO. IMO yes. in my oh in my opinion. I thought you were, I thought I thought uh, Huey Lewis did a IMO song. <laughs> IMO, I know, never heard of that one. Was that a fucking B-side from some live album? <laughs> no, so Huey Lewis has a song called Heart and Soul. And if you listen to the two songs, and this is not, I don't, I didn't even look it up to see if anyone else agreed with me, but whenever I hear the Amen theme song, I kind of hear Heart and Soul. Can I take a yeah. gander and see take if you're Take a gander, right? yeah. All right, Heart and Soul, Yeah. Huey Lewis. Oh, do you say Huey or Huey? Are you yeah. like... <laughs> I guess if I'm saying it just in casual conversation without thinking, it's going to be Huey, Huey, yeah. Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. Oh my God, you are so right. It's from right? the opening fucking bars. I'm like, and it's like even doing the fucking Sherman H. Strut. <laughs> Number seven. So that was the theme song from That 70s Show, Matt. Mm. And it was an actual song called In the Street from 1972 by a band called Big Star. But it was re-recorded for the first season and then recorded again for the second season and all the rest of the seasons by Cheap Trick. Really? That's Cheap Trick? Like yeah. the Cheap Trick? The, yeah, The Cheap Trick. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. But, I mean, I, I always liked this song. I guess that explains it. Yeah, like the song plays as the group... Uh, of the kids drives in their car while singing along to the theme song right and swapping seats yeah like and it just works so well and then like shit gets even weirder when i'm in my car singing along with the song that they're singing along with in their car yeah it's a total you, trip you know yeah, you feel like you're like teleporting back to 1978 and yeah, and that was one of those things because I always felt like I always wanted to live in the 70s and I felt like that show kind of transported me to a time that I didn't exist in. It was it was one of those things. This show was kind of like my sweet spot, my haven. Okay. Yeah, cuz like I had friends and stuff growing up, but it was never like like it was on TV shows where 
everybody just ha- comes over and hangs out and they're very tight knit. You mean you have no experience with friends coming over and just getting high with you? <laughs> no, it never happens, like, right? It, no, it's more like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't have a cool basement with paneling on the walls or anything like that. Oh, but, I missed out. Yeah, but like this, everybody would just go over, the, you know, his house and they'd all hang out. No one had a big uh, career path at that point. Yeah, but like I was always thinking like subconsciously that that's what I always wanted. You know, hanging out with a group of friends shouldn't be something that I overthink about. It should just happen. Right. So you idealize the show is what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't watch it because you find the jokes funny or the colors colorful. Yeah, no, you I watch like, it because it's the life that you think you're meant to have. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I don't like when people show up unexpectedly. So I probably come up with all kinds of reasons why I needed to be alone in the basement for the whole weekend. Yeah. You know, rather than having just people bombard me without letting me know that they're coming over. You know, I would be like, hey, guys, the 1966 Batman show is on. I can't come out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> but like the theme is. God, wait, just before you move on. I mean, that's yeah, pretty yeah. deep shit right there. Yeah. God, it's a podcast, not a therapy session. <laughs> but I always felt like them getting cheap trick to do the song was like such a coup. Because if you think about it, it was a show about teenagers in the mid-70s done in the late 90s and early 2000s. So they were lucky that there was a band still alive with all the drugs that they did. Right, right. And I had such a crush on Mila Kunis in that show before she was shilling Jim Beam on TV. (laughs) Right. That's a good commercial, though. Yeah, and she became too big for the Ted sequel. (laughs) She was just Jackie on That 70s Show, which was so cool. It was her breakout role. Yeah, and something you would really appreciate is that there was alternate holiday versions of this theme song that they arranged specifically for Halloween and Christmas specials. Oh, really? Yes. Mm, interesting. Yeah, using like organ music and and like Ooh. Christmas bells. Yeah, <laughs> those are my two favorite sounds. <laughs> I fucking love them both. <sighs> I'm not gonna look up another video while we're recording, but please remind me to later. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That's a note, note to self. The uh, original version of this theme, which is the, your your pick tonight, uh, yeah. I love it, but it still makes me always feel like a little awkward when I listen to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like one of those songs that's all like it's so riotous and happy that you're like yeah. embarrassed to listen to it. Like it seems like it's meant for happier people who wear shorts or something. <laughs> It's like this, uh, I can't get it. Like, this song doesn't, it's like a shirt that doesn't fit. You might like it on the rack, but it just doesn't fucking fit. It's definitely meant for happier people. Yeah, it's like very, very cheerful. But I I think that's what I like about it. Like, even when they had bad situations happen on the show, they weren't all that bad, you know? It was like, it was like our generation's version of Happy Days, even though it wasn't our generation. Right, right. Because then they had that 80s show, which tanked and... Well, it wasn't at all the same. Like, like that 70s show was like... I I know that 80s show had fans, but it was much more like a cult kind of show. Yeah. That 70s show was like a, like, just classic sitcom. Yeah. It's exactly what it was. I like both that 70s and that 80s show, but, you know, that 70s show just... I used to tape every episode and, like, watch them all night. And this is before they were on reruns, you know? Right. Hello, Wisconsin. (laughs) Number eight.
Rachel and the Green. Hey, get a grip. When the evil shredder attacks, these turtle boys don't cut them no slack. I've heard the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme so many times that I think I've started to take it for granted. You're desensitized. That's the thing. And I think a lot of people could probably say the same. Like, we all know that it's tremendous, but we've all heard it so often that the impact has become, like, dulled. Right, right. So let's both of us take a step back now and Mm -hmm. look at this theme through an objective, fresh lens. Okay. It's fucking awesome. It's amazing. It's Stan Bush after a few Red Bulls and a favor call to moby it's fucking great <laughs> it, it's classic i actually i don't think i take it for granted i think it's phenomenal i think if you like once you get a theme song that works i think it should be the theme song all the time forever until the end of time yeah i'm with you and i think most people that have heard this would agree because there have been many great turtle songs over the years yeah but none have come close to this majesty yeah. It's immediately catchy and it stays catchy the entire time. Explains the whole premise of the show. It does. It has lines that didn't always rhyme, but at least kind of sounded like they rhymed. <laughs> yeah. And the cartoon was amazing. I was a huge fan. I know you probably, I don't think you were a huge Turtles no. guy. Oh, no. I was a fan of the cartoon more so than anything. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I loved that cartoon and I'll defend it to my dying day. But I think it's a safe bet that it would never have become so popular without such a bitchin' theme. It was uh, tubular. (laughs) Radical. (laughs) Uh, It was like a kid-friendly opera. Like, you just, like, listen to it, and then you need to take a deep breath. How does this stand up against, like, ninja rap? Uh, Well, first of all, I think a a fair comparison is not ninja rap, but the other song, the T-U-R-T-L-E power song. Yeah, right. Which is, let's face it, the better of the two. Well, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, Come on. yeah well, maybe. Nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but compared to either of them, I think the TV theme, the cartoon theme, is probably objectively better. Yeah, I mean, the, and everyone knows the lyrics to that. It's like we were talking about earlier. Everybody knows the lyrics to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. Right. Even people who didn't grow up with it, people that are too old for it, too young for it, hated mm-hmm. it. Just it's, everyone knows it. It's like the fucking alphabet. Yeah, it's very much like the Batman 66 syndrome because you'll still talk to kids and somehow they know da 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 I'm like, how the hell do you know that? That was 1966 and we're five. Well, we knew that and we weren't born in 1966. Although in our defense, I mean, I used to watch it when I was in preschool when it was on Channel 11. So, you know. <laughs> right before Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's iconic. I, I feel like if they use this theme song in those movies that they're making now, I would probably like those movies. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they used it in the next one because the yeah. next one's such a fan servicey throwback, nonsense, crazy crank thing going on. It totally it looks like an episode of the cartoon, except the look of the guys looks they look a little bit. Yeah, they've gotten updated. sort of yeah. they look more potatoish. <laughs> yeah. I really do feel like they would have just been fine if they continued. They just went from number four. You what? You did the mean the original live action movies? Yeah, just use the same costumes. <laughs> yeah, I don't just do I think, number four. You know, two by most people's measures was pushing it, but three was by everyone's measures pushing it off the fucking cliff. Yeah, no, it's true. The first one is freaking classic. First though. one is so it's so, so good. It's so like, awesome. 
it's like tied with New Jack City for my favorite New York movie. And yes, I'm probably even including Ghostbusters. Ghostb- in that. Oh my god! Not like fa- not like favorite movie, but favorite New York movie. New York movie, yeah. yeah. I'd say it's probably the best movie of all time. Clearly is. <laughs> Number nine. He's there just to take good care of me Like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights And I see I want Charles in charge of me So that was the theme song to Charles in Charge. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and I realized, you know, that was just an extension of his character, uh, Scott Bayo's character, Chachi from Happy Days and Joni Loves Chachi, uh, <laughs> because in this weird way, they just capitalized on his fame from that show because Chachi is actually a nickname for Charles. So if you really look into it and you delve into it, you can see that it's they just wanted to kind of capitalize on the fame that he had previous because even his mother... Uh, was the same, yeah, was the Ellen same Travolta. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how they did that. I kind of like that. You know? I do too. Ellen Travolta. If they didn't get Beverly for the Facts of Life, she could have been Beverly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the aside. <laughs> There's two different theme songs when it comes to Charles and Charge because the first season was a completely different family. Uh, and the theme song was way different. It was a lot more like laid back and schmaltzy. Uh, that's putting it mild. It was like a yeah. fucking lullaby. Like, yeah, it was why almost... did they do the theme song to Charles and Charge as a lullaby? It was almost like a romantic. It was like a weirdly romantic. Song. It was like the uh, that chant you hear before Freddie kills somebody. <laughs> it was. The new boy. The new boy. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that first season got poor ratings and they revamped the show a couple of years later, which is like, it really feels like what they do now with how Netflix like saves shows sometimes like, like Arrested Development brings. Right. Up. But uh, I think the, the departure was so dramatic. Yeah. With Charles and Charles. It's like the same exact premise, but two totally different executions. It's so weird because it's all like in the same house and everything. Well, here's where it gets really weird because the second season uh, in 87, which like like two two years later is kind of a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second season's theme, I mean, they trumped up the production level of the song. It's like a huge song now. And there's uh, it's got a more modern sheen to it. But in terms of the lyrics, they didn't change the lyrics. So the new boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood. He's, yep. there, just, he's there just to take good care of me like he's one of the family. But wait, the lyrics should have changed in the second season because the Pembrokes moved away and rented out their house to the Powells. Yes. Now, let me think about the lyrics again and see if you're right. Does yeah. the house come with a creepy guy who lives there? Like you want <laughs> the house, like you want the house, you have to get the creepy guy who lives in the basement. Lives downstairs in it under the... <gasps> yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, like Good so... Call. But, like, he's not a new boy in the neighborhood that just happens to live downstairs. He's the guy that originally took care of Yeah, the- they're the new boy in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Is- it's his neighborhood. I don't yeah. move into the town two two towns over and say, what are you doing here? <laughs> hey, Chachi, what are, hey, you, John, doing what are you doing here, Chachi? <laughs> like, if you buy a house and they're like, well, no, 
uh, Matt, we can't sell you this house unless you're okay with the guy that lives in the basement uh, watching your kids. And you don't have kids, but I mean, that is a weird deal, you know? Yeah, and he gets, if I remember correctly, he gets back from, like, vacation. And suddenly he's not the Charles from the first season. He's, yeah. like, crazy poochie Charles with, like, messed up hair and a wine shirt. What like, the fuck happened? He was, like, wearing sweaters and he had his face in a textbook all throughout the first season. Averichis and yeah, yeah. What the fuck's yeah. going on here, Chach? Yeah. <laughs> so... Then, you know, we did that show about the uh, scary things and depressing things. Yeah. How about the scene where the original children just nonchalantly leave Charles forever? I know. It's like, like we just spent a season getting so fucking close to you. You're our second dad. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Stay in this house while another family comes <laughs> yeah. in. What Don't you- worry. We worked it out so that you could, you could do whatever it is that you do. With the next family. We cut him a deal. <laughs> no deals. <laughs> it is it is really weird, though, when you think about it. They're like, no, nah, the theme song's great. Everybody loves it. Just stick with it. Right. Yeah. It's like, it should be like the new family in the neighborhood moves in, and they met the guy that lives downstairs, and that's understood. But what we said before in the other song, that's not understood anymore because it's a whole new regime. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, a little too you. wordy, though. Uh, not, not, just, not to harp on it, but yeah. why? Why did the new family keep the same furniture? <laughs> yeah, they kept everything. Yeah, it's like yeah. the fuck they sold the, they sold the Pembroke sold their family pictures with the house. Like, it the it was like they were just staying at a at an apartment in Wildwood for the summer. Yeah, and how come the Pembrokes never went in Grandpa's room? <laughs> yeah, like you know, where did that room come from? I I don't want to go in Grandpa's room. No, <laughs> but I will say the best part about Charles in Charge. Gwendolyn Pierce! <laughs> yeah, she was in Ghostbusters. Yes! I was actually really upset when she was no longer on that show. You know why, though? Because she's a legitimate phenomenon. Yes. Charles in Charge. But even here, it get, things get weirder. Because the theme song was performed by a woman named Shandy Cinnamon. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I you swear, fucking liar. I, I swear to God. There's, no, there's, no, there's never been a Shandy Cinnamon. <laughs> singer or not. I, Shandy Cinnamon. Shandy Cinnamon? In fact, can, I, can let me just say this. Let, let me hear you say, say Shandy Cinnamon five sh- times in a row. Shandy Cinnamon, Shandy Cinnamon, Shandy Cinnamon, Shandy Cinnamon. Yeah, you <laughs> fucked it. <laughs> well, let me just say that we've said Shandy Cinnamon more times than anyone has said that in 20 years. <laughs> Including her mom. Like, it's like, is, was that a stage name? It must have been a stage name. It must Shandy have. Cinnamon? No one's named Shandy Cinnamon. With no, two I mean, oh I like the God. alliteration, but cinnamon is not spelled. It's with like the... a weird sort of like triple alliteration. Yeah, <sighs> Shand- and like cinnamon is with a C usually, but I mean, let's. What, be they, it's an S. It's yeah, Shandy two, two S-, S cinnamon. It's alliteration. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so fucking made up. Shandy S cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you, though, it is bizarre because I think she's going to catch wind of this and be like, man, those guys on the purple stuff are really giving me good props. But she did write the song called Boy of My Dreams, which appears in Tower of Terror, that movie that was on the Disney Channel. Oh, that sounds like trivia picked up from IMDb. Yep. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> your, one of your faves. Yeah, I love him. Old SG. <laughs> well... Charles uh, actually did go to school not too far from here at the fictional Copeland College in New Jersey. Really? I, I It was set in Jersey. Copeland was probably supposed to be Rutgers. Gotcha. I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's a hot tip. It is. I, everyone's going to be really excited that I dropped that one on them. <laughs> <laughs> of 
Number 10. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the best. Is ready to begin. As long as we got each other, we got the world spinning light in our hands, baby. You and me. We gotta be the luckiest dreamers we have. Okay, Jay, here's a thing about me. Okay. I will never, ever do karaoke. No shit. <laughs> yeah, like never, ever. Like the amount of tequila it would take to get me to even entertain the idea of doing karaoke is the same amount of tequila it would take to kill me. <laughs> but let's say that that wasn't the case and I was next on deck. And uh -huh. if I had to pick one song to sing in front of that whole Polynesian restaurant, yeah, it's going to be the Growing Pains theme. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. As long as we've got each other. I gotta say, I've actually did that in karaoke, so I know where you're, where you're coming from. Yeah, that's a, that's a big shock. <laughs> I love the Growing Pains theme, so... Yeah. Now, there are, uh, like, I guess, like, four or five different versions of it. Yeah. And they're all good, but mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with the one that's sung by BJ Thomas and Jennifer Warnes. Yep. Is that how you say your name? Yeah, Je yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, I mean, she's the... She sung half of that Dirty Dancing song, and I love her. Yeah, like I mean her voice, her natural voice just sounds like a Tetley T commercial. <laughs> she's a sweet angel. She is. She's got a great voice. But you mentioned the Dirty Dancing song. I don't think you should gloss over that. The the importance of I've had the time of my life. Yeah. Is I mean, that is a huge song. And like any female listening to the show right now knows that song. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's any gender lines on that song. Everyone knows it. Well, I mean, because when I was a kid, I hated Dirty Dancing when my sister would have it on and be like, I wanted to vomit when that movie was on. Really? You? But there's, I there's... mean, I felt like that's like something you would have been into. No, I hated every minute of it, but there's no denying that that song is great. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, that makes me want to dance at a wedding, and I hate dancing, and I hate being at weddings, so... Oh my god, if there's one thing that I won't do even more than karaoke, it's dance at a fucking wedding. <laughs> Holy shit. I've actually, like lost friends because i wouldn't go to their weddings out of fear that i would have to dance <laughs> but yeah jennifer warns is the best and she also did that other song up where we belong so her singing half of this made the song so much better yeah in the first season it was just the guy bj thomas singing. right and it was good it was still and like it still might have made the list even that way but once you added jennifer warns it oh. was like Oh, when you heard that song, like you had to bop around, even if you didn't want to, and even if you like weren't aware that you were doing it. Yeah, it's like it not it, a song; it's a spell. It puts it over the top. Yeah. Couple more thoughts on the Growing Pains theme because I feel very strongly about this, and I love this pick. Out of all the '80s, even '80s and '90s theme songs for TV shows put together, mm -hmm. I feel like this one, out of all of them lent itself to having a hard rock version. Like, I could seriously, and not even joking, could see ACDC, like, covering this song. Yeah, totally. You know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, let me, let me, let's see. Uh, when when the guitar comes in, we got the world spinning right in our hands, baby, you and me. Yeah, and the crowd goes wild, and people, like, throwing bras at them and all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, totally. But, yeah, uh, the Growing Pains theme also... 
what what I like is that it starts off real strong. There's no bullshit in the beginning. It just it it hits. Well, you. actually, there is a, the version that I'm picking with Jennifer Warren's. Mm-hmm. There's a slight bit of bullshit, but it's is the best. Bullshit? It's tasty it's bullshit. The best kind. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's cotton candy shit right there. <laughs> it's you know they have that little like music sting. Yeah. <laughs> and what is it with like? Families taking a photo in the intro to a TV show. It well, happened like, all why? the time. Oh, God, oh, man. <laughs> it was like, I get, they were almost trying to do like the, like a spin on the old Family Ties painting thing. Yeah. But it just ended up looking like a fucking clown show circus. <laughs> but it happened to like every show they're taking a picture together, you know? I, yeah, but they made, I mean, they were like the quintessential. They made, they turned it into like the fucking Simpsons couch gag after a while. Yeah. I just love <laughs> some of them. They would like just beat up Mike or something. I just got to make this one a little different. They they never beat up Mike. No, <laughs> but um, I like that they leave Alan Thick out there. Like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll walk inside. Well, he had a good walk. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's just classic, totally classic. And one thing, while I was looking up uh, Growing Pains, mm. it made me think of something. Like in the later versions, when they had Leonardo DiCaprio. He don't like that season at all. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that either. But his name, I noticed, was Luke Brower, and it reminded me of like, was he any relation to Ray Brower from Stand by Me? Hmm, that's a possibility. Yeah, he could have been like a, you know, like a cousin. You know, they're just doing it like as a joke. Yeah, yeah, they love, yeah. They love Stephen King. Oh, God, that fucking season though. <laughs> yeah. And then when they had the daughter, the daughter who like grew yeah. up, like she like went from uh, age one to age thirty eight. <laughs> like suddenly she was older than the parents. What the fuck's going on? Oh, such a great show! Mm. Great theme song. Thank you. I do uh, think I will urge you to do karaoke to this next time. Never ever gonna. I mean, seriously, never ever gonna happen. Yeah, I know it's not gonna happen. I'll do it, though. I'll do it next time. I'm sure you, you'll do it if, if they're not accepting karaoke that <laughs> night. Yeah, there's no karaoke yeah. tonight. Somebody give me a fucking carrot. <laughs> Number 11. Saved the most impactful for the end, Matt. That's the A-Team theme song. The uh, original main theme by Mike Post and Pete Carpenter. So good. Yeah, this is uh, one of those songs that I don't think anything fires me up like this song. It's just so amazing. And they tell the story about the crack commando unit. Right, right. Sent to prison, you know, the whole thing. And like, and oh. then they get into that theme, which is just oh, so yeah. good. And then you know shit is on when you hear the machine guns. Dun, 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 dun. You know, well, let me tell you, like I in my prior life as a promo producer, yeah, I can't tell you how many times a creative director has told me to find any stock music song that was as close to the A Team theme as possible. Yeah, it was like whenever somebody thought of something that sounded like patriotic and like an epic kick in the balls, yeah. their mind just jumped to the A Team theme. It's so classic, and it just gets you real fired up. 
it was like driving around in my town, I would say maybe like a year, year and a half ago. And there was a guy driving an A-team van, like a full-fledged A-team van. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like following him from a neighboring town and I just kept following him the whole time. And when I noticed he pulled into a side street and he stopped in front of a house, I'm like, oh, shit, he's probably pissed. And he noticed me following him. Right. No, he, he got out. And <laughs> it's parked. that Mr. T guy out of the fucking van. <laughs> yeah, no, he got out and he parked and he was about, I guess, to go into his house. But I stopped him and I'm like, this was so creepy. I was like, I needed to have a word with this guy. Just to tell him how awesome it was that he drove that van, you know. Oh God, and I told him like, dude, that is so cool, man. You know, <laughs> like he's like, oh, thanks, you know, and that was it. Like, wouldn't you think like you do that to get some sort of response from people, you know? Well, I mean, I can relate because you know, I'm I'm known to dress provocatively. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I don't like it when people actually comment on it. It's provocative. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that ensemble from Victoria's Secret. And I can thing. think, I mean, it's just imagine, like, you stop your car, you get out, and some random stranger pulls up next to you and starts shouting out the window. Some rando. <laughs> some rando. So, I mean, I'm sure that before this guy, like, his head cleared and he realized he was being paid a compliment, he yeah. was, like, ready to drop, stop, and roll. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you have to realize that you're going to get people stopping you to like gawk at this van well i guess he's just figuring that more people wouldn't get the reference it doesn't have like a floating fucking ba thing on it you know it's it's not so over the top identifiable that's true but i mean if you know the show you know you'll be able to recognize it yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't just a black van with like a red stripe on like this was the full-fledged to the t <laughs> no, uh, pun yeah, yeah, pun intended. Yeah, oh. But I will say, like, when I had my first car in high school, I wound up blowing the speakers out because I used to play the A-Team theme song, like, super loud when I was leaving school. <laughs> Did you, like, try to, like, make the car pop wheelies and stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> my I love how, like, in the theme song, like, all you see are just vehicles turning over just randomly in no sequence whatsoever. Yeah, just, like, explosions from out of nowhere. Yeah cars going off cliffs and everything oh man it was just i don't know if you watch the show or not but there was a lot of pro wrestlers on that show uh i i did watch it but i was never like a big time watcher yeah uh, who appeared greg the hammer valentine was on once he was not he was and the other guy who was on it <laughs> he better not be him <laughs> he was there's no way he was on there was uh you know the hulkster okay you know, he, he was on many times yeah yeah. Uh, who else? Who else? There was like, I mean, almost anybody you could think of. No, there was a host of guys, but you know, unfortunately, nobody had to get their hair cut on the show. <laughs> no, you yeah. came close. I know. What's your last pick, Matt? Okay, here we go. Number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you meant to set me up, but I'm, there's no way I'm not taking that bait. Uh. Well, now it's perfect for you to strut right into your last pick. <laughs> uh, here we go with my real last pick. Right after a few more seconds of this fucking awesome theme. <laughs> I love it so much. <sighs> Oh, my God. 
number 12. figured I should make one current pick, mm-hmm. so I'm going to throw in the theme from Game of Thrones. Ooh. As epic as epic gets. That is epic. It sounds like a Renaissance Fair version of the Imperial March. <laughs> it really does, you're yeah. right. Like, I love that show to death, and I know that millions also do, but would any of us really think the show was halfway as important without that theme at the front? It even made, like, the worst episodes feel so big and grand. My only complaint about it, though, is that sometimes, like, I love the song. I just feel like sometimes that intro goes a little too long. Well, that was actually my next point, and I I like that. You like that it's, like, super long? Yeah, it's like the fucking Energizer Bunny. Like, (laughs) I've I've heard it over 200 times, and still, every time, like, it goes on for 45 seconds longer than I expected to. (laughs) It's like eating a bag of M&Ms and then finding out that five extra ones fell in your lap. Like, that's how I look at it. Like, it's not that I'm I'm upset that it keeps going. I'm like, fuck yeah, it keeps going. It's one of the hardest things to figure out, like, when you're fast-forwarding with, like, say you're DVRing that show and you want to fast-forward through the intro. <laughs> you don't you know where to stop. You can never figure it out. You yeah. stop and it still has a whole fucking, like, third <laughs> mystery verse. Yeah, you're like, I swear, I know. Dorn, I don't want to see yeah. fucking, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, I know this is perfect. I'm going to hit it right at the spot. And you're like, no, man, yeah. I still got a minute and a half left. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and like, some of those episodes are only 50 minutes. So counting the theme, it's like you get four minutes of Game of Thrones. You do. <laughs> no, it is a great theme song. But don't spoil anything from the recent season because I'm not caught up. Oh, really? People spoiling the shit out of it. I'm like, please. Well, you know, you have there's like, a I think, a like six-hour grace period. Yeah, people then you're fucked. You yeah. gotta watch these shows when they're on. I try to. But I don't have HBO right now. Uh-huh. I don't have home box office. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess yeah. you're to pass then. Classic theme. I love that theme. Yeah, and I made most of my picks tonight based purely on the sound, but uh-huh. on this one, the visuals really do play a part because that whole like wind up Westeros. Mm-hmm. It's like a like the, the board game that you've always dreamed of. My God, it is like a, it's like a, one of those, it's like mousetrap. Right. It's like, and that's why I don't understand why you, it's, like mousetrap. it's just like mousetrap. Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't get why you want it to be over sooner. It's like more and more. It's almost like a pop-up book. Yeah. It's like a pop-up book mixed with like Fireball Island. I have no qualms about it at all. Good. Cause it was my last pick and I need to go out on a high note. Let's see. Out of all of the themes uh-huh. this evening, out of my themes this evening, what are you picking as your as the strongest? I'm gonna give you two answers here. All right. One is my pick for one, which one of yours is the strongest. Yeah. My second one is which one would score the rest of your life, like as you're walking around. Okay. Okay. So the strongest is the A team, mm. and the one that's gonna follow you around is gonna be your personal theme. Yeah. Is. Dallas. <laughs> okay. 
Um, let's see. All right. So the strongest and then your personal theme. Mm. I think out of your choices, this is surprising, but I know which one you're going to pick. I think the strongest is the Transformers. I knew it. I knew that shit was going to change everything. For you. <laughs> and your personal theme is amen. <laughs> oh, come on. How the fuck am I supposed to go grocery shopping? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the only good thing is that nobody's going to really believe that that song's coming from me. Yeah, it's very uncharacteristic. Like, that song can't be there for him. Who else is in the store? But I think it's very revealing. It's cathartic to let everyone know this other side of you, because not a lot of people realize your affinity to this show and the theme song. Well, I'm spiritual, and yeah. I like Sherman H. <laughs> it's a natural fit. Sherman H. Hemsley. Sherman Hemsley. Wait, Hemsworth. Sherman Hemsworth. Shirley Shirley Hemsley. (laughs) Uh, So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast, episode 27. Great discussion about TV theme songs. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I am Jay from the Sexy Armpit. God, you could have shared all the fucking ending lines with me, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, You could tell them what we have uh, next time. Uh, next on the Purple Stuff podcast is whatever Jay decides we're talking about one day before we record. <laughs>